Hello and welcome to Super Talk. My name is Spiros. And I'm Kim. And we are here to talk about Supergirl episode 10 of season number two. This one is titled, We Can Be Heroes. So Kim, what did you think about this one? It was better than last week. Really? I thought so. They should have had this one last week. They should have skipped last week, just like put that in the cutting room floor and had this one instead because it, it wraps up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And then it shows us some new stuff at the end. That's a really good point. It did wrap up a lot of loose ends. But I'm sick of it. I'm sick of one good episode, then a crap episode, then a good one. You know, I want I want almost all of them good to great with an occasional not so great one. <laughs> I think that's what we all want. But I mean, hasn't it felt like that this way this season? It has. It really good, has. Bad, good, yep. bad. Yep, it really has. And and before we even get into this episode, I wanted to talk about something. <laughs> and and I've kind of we talked about this a little bit before, but this is something that really really frustrates me. And it's it's the super problem, which is you have Supergirl who's at least as fast, if not faster, than the Flash. Mm -hmm. And this is this problem happens with the Flash. And it happens with, you know, other superheroes as well. But their their powers just conveniently aren't used when it needs to drive the storyline forward. Mm -hmm. um, it wasn't very prevalent in this episode, and I'm grateful for that. But last episode, I forgot to mention this in the, la in the last Super Talk uh, podcast we did... There was a there was a clear scene where like it, it just it, it was when they were trying to escape the slaver camp mm -hmm. and the aliens were firing at Monel and Supergirl and everybody else who was running away mm -hmm. and you know pew, pew, guns going and blazing <laughs> and Supergirl's trying to get these slow humans who can't suddenly seem to walk at all you know or run like hurry hurry get out of here. And then the alien just decides to stop shooting while Monel dramatically stands there to like protect Supergirl and everybody else from being shot. Yeah. Any other situation, a real world situation, that alien would have shot him yeah. like in a second. It wouldn't have even hesitated. It wouldn't have paused. And then of course the Dominator dramatically walks out and like you know don't shoot him. He is not to be harmed. Right. So that that kind of thing that drives the story forward. This episode it was sort of hinted at. <clears throat> Because there was one scene where Supergirl says something about being very fast, right? But mm -hmm. she doesn't use it all the yeah. time. Like, if these people are fast and they're powerful, then they should just get into the situation and neutralize it. And then, and, and I'm not saying, like, kill or hurt or, or, or do things that they shouldn't do. But this is a huge problem that I see in these shows that's getting bigger and bigger. And it's starting to bug me more and more. Because you can suspend your disbelief to a certain point. But... It has to be reasonably believable. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. So anyway, I had to get it off my chest. This episode starts at the DEO, uh, and we've got Monel and Supergirl training with some sort of laser thingy that sort of looks like the the ball from Star Wars that Luke trains with, except it's bigger and it shoots bigger lasers. Um, and this is actually what, what prompted this thing of me thinking about like how they fight when they actually fight and how they use their powers only when it's convenient for the story. Um, but here, you know, they pretty handily beat the laser thingy, thingy up, but in doing so, um, a, a cardboard cutout of a civilian gets decapitated mm -hmm. and Supergirl is lecturing Monel about how 
above all, you have to protect the people. Well, while he's pretty cavalier about, you know, oh yeah, she got decapitated. He's, he's having fun, but he's clearly not taking it as serious as Supergirl wants him to. Mm-hmm. And from that, we cut to um, like just like in the city and it looks like a big garbage dump and you you were hoping it, it was an actual garbage <laughs> I monster. Did. I'm like garbage monster. It <laughs> would have been awesome. It would have been pretty awesome. Turns out it wasn't a garbage monster. It was a couple of rando drug dealers with a bag full of drugs uh and 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 money zip tied up courtesy of the guardian. You know, and the guardian could use that money to get more motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, if if I was if I was a hero what, where's that money going, really? It's just going to the police station. And it's just going to be sitting there. You know, take half of it. Questionably moral situation. That would be me. <laughs> I have no qualms about that. So can we take the money the Guardian left I'd it behind? i take half of it. you take half of yeah, the money. I'd leave the drugs. I don't yeah. need the drugs. Now, we don't actually see the Guardian do anything with these guys. Uh, but then it cuts to the van where Jimmy comes into the van. And Win Win's like asleep, literally asleep at the console. Uh, and, and then he wakes up and Wynn's kind of freaking out because Jimmy, he didn't get shot, but he was grazed by a bullet. Yeah. So like, you know, whatever. Um, and, and Wynn kind of goes on this rant about, you know, I'm tired, I'm working and then I got to do the guardian. And if your suit is flawed, then that means it's my fault. And if you get hurt because the suit doesn't work and, and I got to make the suit better, but then I got to make Monel suit because you graduated from superhero kindergarten and Wynn's tired. And I mean, it was a fun little rant, but... Yeah, his rant didn't bother me. If there's if there's any of the other ones, I would have been like, shut up. <laughs> like, suck it up. But he, he was cute. He delivers it well. I you give know? him so much, so much... You give him slack? Slack, yeah. I really do. <laughs> the crux of this conversation is that Wynn convinces... I don't know what this has to do with him being tired and him not being tired anymore. Yeah. But Wynn convinces Jimmy that they've got to tell Kara that they are, in fact, as a team, the Guardian. Jimmy doesn't want to, but he agrees that he'll talk to her tomorrow and tell her. And from that scene, we cut back to the DEO, and and uh, we see Magan, the white Martian, if you're not familiar, remember, she was the bartender. She helped save Hank by giving him white Martian blood. He started turning into a white Martian. Then, and then that was conveniently stopped. Yeah, I can't remember how, but it was, like, uber her convenient mom. and lame. Oh, yeah. Alex's mom. That's Here, right. this is... Perfect. Enjoy. Yeah. Fixes it, and then Hank does a freak out and locks her up because White Martian. So she's in the prison cell, and she has like some weird mind thingy headache. And you see a vision of her talking, or a White Martian like standing in front of her, and she starts talking weird war stuff. War is cool. Yeah, like war, my people, war, whatever. And then she collapses, just like faints essentially, and. Alex is like, oh, I'm going to run some tests. And this is where... And I didn't even say it yet. I didn't say this until later on in the show. But I'm like, why is Alex running the test? She's not a doctor. They have tons of doctors there. She she is busy doing other things, but she's the one running the test. Yeah, and I was honestly confused about this too. Now, we looked this up, and Alex is a bioengineer. So if you want to stretch that out, I suppose you could say she's qualified to to doctor the aliens and stuff. But... They have people who do that. They have people who do that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why she's doing this all the time now. But anyway, she's running the test and she's doctoring uh, McGann. Um, and, but that's, that's the end of that scene. And then we cut to a prison cell and there's some rando woman interviewing Livewire. Now, if you don't remember Livewire, she's the electricity lady. 
And uh, she and Supergirl are apparently nemesises. I, I don't remember it being. That I mean, bad? yeah, I, I I recall the fight and I recall the episode, but I don't recall it being like you know. I don't recall Livewire being Supergirl's Lex Luthor. No, I don't either. So and, I don't. I guess they just needed someone. Yeah. So it, it feels to us like they amped up this sort of nem- nemesisnessness in between the two of them. Um, but essentially this scene is kind of drawn out in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And what, what essentially happens is, uh, and it, it wasn't even that funny. It wasn't, know, it wasn't that funny. It wasn't touching. It wasn't funny. It was overly dramatic in my opinion. Yeah. Livewire was, was overly dramatic as, as a villain in that seat there. Mm-hmm. She's like locked up and whatever, but she's talking about when I get out. And then as we cut back and forth between her talking, you see a guard, who knocks out another guard, goes to what appears to us to be a random cell, and goes in and knocks out a prisoner, or actually the, there, there was two lady prisoners in the cell, and one knocks out the other and then walks out with him, and they're clearly working together, and they go and they spring live wire, and boom, she's out. And then we cut from that immediately to the same prison cell, but now we've got Maggie and Alex and you know their collective teams are on the scene doing all their forensic police type stuff. And the best part of this episode in my, for me mm-hmm. and the best part of this scene and the best part of this season is still Alex and Maggie. Yeah, I agree. Um, they had a little banter back and forth. Uh, they're in the cell kind of, you know, s- assessing the situation and you can hear uh, Kara in the hallway trying to get in and they, they place a little girlfriend bet um, over how quickly she's going to get into the cell and uh, whether or not i missed this part of the bet but something alex about has to eat vegan ice yeah cream. alex the yeah if 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 maggie wins alex has to eat vegan ice cream and if alex wins maggie's just spending the night at alex's house right um and it looks like alex wins because she says Carl will be in here in like three seconds and of yeah. course she barges right in uh so she wins <clears throat> And Kara's just, like, legit freaking out over the fact that Livewire is out. And again, like, that, this felt... It's, where'd it come from? Yeah. You know, it, why it, it, is it, she freaking out all of a sudden? I don't know. That yeah, just... I mean, like, she was legit freaking out, and that, it just... But the it, way she did it, though, I mean, it felt real, like she was. Yeah, it, it felt real, but it also didn't feel true to character to yeah. me. Usually she's more like, let's go get him, not like, oh my gosh, oh right. my gosh. right. And then we're back to the DEO. And this this part was also... I can't decide if this was amusing or not. Because um, when it was happening, I was kind of smiling. But at the same time, like part of me was thinking, like this doesn't feel like something that... It's when. Yeah, I, I mean, adorable. it's when he's, <laughs> he's basically like, uh, you know, announcing a prize fight sort of as the ringmaster, the one, the only live wire, blah, 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 you know, going on about her. And then you see Monel kind of like acting like a boxer, like hopping up and down, like I'm ready to fight. And then Supergirl kind of walks in and she's still freaking out to the point where she grabs a computer monitor and essentially crutch it, crushes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and John that John's is like, that was expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And that was basically it. Yeah. I mean, it was, I guess it was an amusing scene, but it was kind of pointless. I mean, it wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Um, we go to, we're still at the DO and it switches over to McGann. 
uh, in her room in the bed and Maggie, Maggie, Alex has her test results and she says essentially it's like her mind is drowning and Alex suggests the best way to try to fix this is that Hank does a Martian mind meld with her. And Hank's like, no, let her drown in her own sins. Yeah. He was so violent. He was like, (laughs) he was was raging. He was raging. And I mean, that's something that I liked because again, this is where you can see this 300 years of my family's dead and this, this species of people wiped out my, my whole planet of people, essentially. He's still obviously holding on to that and raging pretty hard. So I thought that was, that was a pretty, that was a well done scene. It was, I liked it a lot. I thought he did very well. But then later on, he, like, gives it up so easily. Yeah, that's one of the things that I was wondering about. That was, and it was convenient because now that was done and now we're on to something else next episode. I mean, we'll get, I guess we'll get to this when we get to the scene. But in the way that it was done, I I am okay with it. It feels, on the one hand, like it's a little too easy, but I, I, I can see, because once you decide to let go of something, you let it go, Yeah, you know. Whatever, I and it's been like three hundred years, mm-hmm. so you know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so from there we cut to the National City Police Department, where you see a few cops in the uh, car garage, and uh, and they are being electrocuted by live wire, and like that's it. You mm-hmm. see that, and then we cut to the guardian's office. Or the Guardian's office. Well, it is the Guardian's office. It is the Guardian's office. It's Catco with Jimmy sitting in his office, still doing nothing at all. He never works. He never... Nobody works. Like, literally no one works in this... Except for the people at the DEO. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. But nobody else works. But they're in Jimmy's office, and Supergirl walks in because Jimmy asked her in there. And, obviously, we think this is where he's going to tell her about, hey, I'm the Guardian. Yeah. She had just said it just like that. That <laughs> would have been perfect. It doesn't go down that way because nope. right away, Supergirl's still freaking out about Livewire. And she goes on about being a nemesis and she's out and I'm freaking out. And Clark always makes... I don't have makes, any help. And... Yeah, I don't have any help. And Clark makes having a nemesis look like so much fun. And, and this is where the conversation got interesting because she says, I don't have any help. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy says, you're not the only hero. Mm-hmm. And and you see Kara kind of like oh yeah yeah oh yeah that's right Monel right and we we all obviously know that she's thinking about Monel but Jimmy thinks that she's thinking about the Guardian mm-hmm. and so they kind of have this little back and forth conversation where they're both agreeing even though they're talking about different things which is that she's not alone and there are other heroes to help until she says right I've got Monel and you can see Jimmy just like sort of shut, shut down. down yeah he totally mm-hmm. shuts down. And he actually kind of starts trying to character assassinate Monel. Yeah, like you know, he's just I, a frat boy. Yeah, basically, he's just a frat boy. He doesn't. He only cares about himself and you. He's not a hero. But it's uh, true. I mean, what Jimmy's he's saying, right. it's one hundred percent true. You are right. You are right. You are absolutely right. What Jimmy was saying was one hundred percent true. Maybe not his place to say it. Yeah, it was. At that time. It was. It's time to communicate, people. Well, I agree. These people need to talk to each other. I mean, this this is seriously getting annoying. Yeah. But, yeah, true. The way he said it, I mean, it's just going to make Kara get more cranky. Yeah, yeah. But the conversation has ended when on the great big bank of TVs behind Jimmy, which 
is the only reason this office exists, exists. in this episode yeah, anyway. So, yeah. She sees live wires out at the uh, police department frying up security guards. So uh, we cut now back to the police department where Livewire is in process and Monel and Supergirl shows up and they're going to fight. Him. And this is Monel's like first official outing as a superhero out of superhero kindergarten. He has a little mask on. It's like a stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid costume. Yeah. He'd have been better off just going in his street clothes. He yeah. had what looked like, I don't know, it wasn't even army fatigues. It looked like cargo pants and mm-hmm. like a denim jacket that had been <laughs> over whitewashed or something. And then like... What what he was wearing like red sunglasses? Yeah. Oh yeah, like, it wasn't even a mask. They were like goggles. Like... It was just weird. It was yeah. stupid. But anyway, they're there and they're gonna they're gonna fight. Uh, and she tells Monel to protect the cops and she'll take care of Livewire. And what we now see is the security guard from the prison that broke out the one prisoner and Livewire, and he now has Livewire powers. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting. And he looks weird, too. He, he does. He looks like... like ashen and... Well, I mean, Livewire looks the same way. She's all ashen and yeah, blue and white and whatever. But he, he, just, he looked... He looked alien He did look more alien yeah. He yeah. looked... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, he did look weird. Um, so, Monel rips a car door off of one of the police vans to use it as a shield against the electricity being shot now, at the cops. Okay, he's getting electricity shot at him. And he's holding the car door. Isn't a car door kind of some metal? And wouldn't the electricity kind of, like, zap you? I mean, if he's grounded, in theory, he might be okay. But I (laughs) would think, yeah, he'd be fried. Okay. That You know, that's my thought. Mm Because the car door isn't insulated. and. It's not meant for that. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a weak weak shield. But it's he's using it to deflect the lightning and protect the cops and he wants to help supergirl and he's just basically standing there with the car door feeling and looking like an idiot mm-hmm. and he says screw it and he decides he's going to jump in and help supergirl well, she, because supergirl was kind of getting her butt kicked. yeah she was she was totally getting her butt kicked which and, is one once again <laughs> yeah do we need to go into this rand people yeah like i mean is she she can't be that inept mm-hmm. she can't be that slow mm-hmm. right to to get a live wire whip around her neck or whatever that's that's you know that's the problem with with this stuff and i get that you've got to have villains that are that's why I like more the, powerful that's why i like the brain villains because you don't need to use brute yeah. force you use your brain i agree with that yeah i agree with that and that's probably what makes lex my favorite the best villain mm-hmm. yeah yeah and that's probably also why you have like um the green goblin for spider-man he mm-hmm. was always putting spider-man in a predicament where it was like either or you've exactly. got to make a choice to save you know one-on-one yeah do you save gwen stacy or the bus full of people mm-hmm. you know but this Neither. is just brute force mm-hmm. well <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's just not cool that we just pretend these powers don't exist and i get that Live wire has electricity, right? But I mean, it just doesn't seem like that should have that much of an impact. Yeah. And that and Supergirl should be so easily hit by this electricity mm-hmm. and just taken out of commission by it. She should be. I mean, I know electricity is very, 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 very fast, but so is Supergirl. Yeah. You know, you know faster than, you know, she's as fast as the Flash, and the Flash is like, you know. Mm-hmm. So this is the this is the problem we're talking about. So Monel is going to help her because she's getting her butt kicked unreasonably. And 
she doesn't want him to, and she sort of starts yelling at him, even yeah. though she's getting her butt kicked. Yeah. She's like, stay there! Yeah. Protect him! And then Livewire shoots a bolt of electricity, he uses the car door to deflect it, and it's going towards a cop. Yeah. At that moment, the Guardian zooms in on his motorcycle and jumps in front of the cop and pops open his cool shield that we saw last mm-hmm. episode, which is still cool. And it's still metal. And it's still metal, and he's wearing a giant metal suit. <laughs> He gets knocked out by it. He does. He He gets knocked out by it. Okay, Mm -hmm. that is true. But... He saves the cop. Okay. He gets knocked out by it. He should be freaking fried. Well, it's conceivable (laughs) that when... Built a suit that could disperse and or handle the electricity. Okay, I'll, it's when I'll let it go. We'll get, yeah, because but... you give Win the slack. Oh. <laughs> but these are the kind, you know. And again, I mean, we want to hear from you guys who are listening. Like, are we being unreasonable in our expectations out of these shows? We're not scientists, so we have. Right. We don't know. Right. But just common sense. And and that, this is the problem: is when you're watching a show and you're trying to enjoy a story. It's these things that knock you out of the story that create problems and in and and ruin the the experience of enjoying the story and watching the show, and and this is why it's problematic. It's not like I expect Supergirl to be realistic. I mean, she's an alien that gets powers from a yellow sun, <laughs> who can fly and shoot yeah. hot and cold laser beams and blow cold, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, it's totally unreal. But there needs to be some consistency to the unreality of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if she's that powerful, then she needs to be that powerful all of the time. Yeah. Anyway, they finish up with Livewire and the guard who, like, zap up into the um, electricity grid and just go away. Go away. And she goes and she unmasks Guardian. <gasps> yep. Oh, it's Jimmy. Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to the DEO. See, I was happy. I'm like, finally. Yeah. I'm like, I agree. thank you, goodness. Cat's out of the bag. Exactly. Let's deal with this. So Jimmy's being examined, and Monel is amusingly gushing about Jimmy's motorcycle. Like, you know, you where don't, can I get one? Yeah, where can, can I, I get, get one? Discount? I mean, I don't need one because I'm a pretty fast guy, but <laughs> I could use a motorcycle. I mean, it that it was, it, was it was funny. Yeah, it, it was definitely funny. And then Supergirl storms in like a dark cloud. And I understand her reaction, but at the same time, I totally disagree with the way she reacted to this whole thing. I I agree with this part, how she reacts, and at the end, you know, when she, at, yeah, when she's talking to him and she's like, "Whatever, you, if you do it, I'm not going to be your friend." No, anymore. I disagree with I that. I don't. I do. She work together. Work together. That's what people. I'm saying. Work together. I yeah. disagree. Oh, That's so what we I'm agree. Saying. Okay, yes. I thought you were saying you agree with no, that. No, I'm saying okay. Supergirl should stop it and yeah. say, "Let's figure out how we can work the yes. best together." Yes, we're on the same page with this, right? Because. They argue, okay? So it's this big whole argument between Supergirl and Jimmy, and and this is... Okay, so she cares about Jimmy. She doesn't want him to get hurt. She doesn't want Wynn to get hurt. That's where this is coming from. And, and I get that, right? Like, that's fine. You expect people to be protective of the people that they love. But he's an adult. Exactly. He can do whatever he wants. Exactly, right? I mean, part of what Supergirl is trying to do is give people the freedom to live their lives without fear of you know recriminations whatever right mm-hmm. and she's and at the same time she's becoming an impressive tyrant trying to tell jimmy and when that they can't do this thing that they want to do yep. they want to help make the world a better place why is it her place to tell them that they can't and the other problem and if it is if she does feel like it's her place she needs to have like reasons why and not just you know not just saying because you're going to get hurt over and over again yeah you know and, and just... go ahead 
that's it. Yeah, and the other problem, the other problem with this is her sister is a human yeah, who goes say, into the field with whatever. her all the time, plus other DEO agents are human, and mm-hmm. they come into the field, and they go out as a team to work and blah, blah, blah. But she just, you know, she's fine with that. Mm-hmm. She's fine with these other people making this choice, but Jimmy can't make this choice to try to help other people. It's incongruous, and it's a problem, and it's to me it's a false conflict in the show. In the sense that the angle Supergirl is taking is stupid. It's a good conflict in the sense that she cares about Jimmy and doesn't want him to do it. But the the I I, I don't like you the way they handle it. Just care about them and not everyone else. Right. It, it doesn't work. Yeah. So they have this big argument, and at the end, Supergirl says, "If you don't stop, I'll stop you." And we both look at each other. We're like, "How how is she going to stop him? Why yeah. is she going to like lock him up?" Yeah laser him i mean what what if you do that you're gonna kill him which is Destroy what you don't want suit. i know i just what are you gonna do supergirl you yeah. can't you can't make idle threats like that you gotta follow through <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not maybe whatever. not yeah uh and from there we switch over to hank with alex and mcgann um alex guilts hank basically telling him that he's got a mind meld with McGann to save her. She says, you know, she opened up a vein for you. What's the big deal if you mind meld with her? And Hank says, I don't want to forgive her. Hate becomes your reason for living when you've lost everything you love. And that was a powerful line. That was a really powerful moment. Hank was bothering me earlier when he was grumpy pants, but this this episode he did very well, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let it go a little too easily, but that's okay. That's okay. Some people do. Yeah, because Alex turns around to that and she says, forgiveness isn't something you give to others, it's something that you give to yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I can see Hank coming around to that, especially when what ends up happening happens. So we'll get to that, because that's the end of that scene, and then we cut to outside and we have Supergirl and Monel, and now we're having another argument. Yeah, that's, this all, is... that's all she does anymore, <laughs> is argue with people. It's like, come on. And Supergirl is arguing with Monel, telling him, I can't trust you. Uh, you know, the, the cop got hurt. You were supposed to protect the people above all else. And why can't you just listen to me? And then she accuses him of just wanting to be and, a superhero. And she talks about, you know, being a partner. But then she says, yeah. why can't you just listen to me? That's not what you do if you're a partner. Right. You know, you if you're You part- work together. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the crux of this discussion was she accuses him of only working with her and wanting to be a hero because he likes her. Likes her, likes, likes her. Likes her. Every time she says that, I'm like, are we in third grade? Come on. Why didn't you say, because you have feelings for me or because mm-hmm. you love me? Yeah. Like, what, are you going to pass him a note afterwards? Come on. Yeah. And she brings up the kiss when he was dying. Mm-hmm. And he says he doesn't remember. Yeah, so. claims he doesn't remember. And then uh, she storms off and she says, I'm going to go stop Livewire because I'm apparently the only person who realizes how bad she is. And then we cut to some rando warehouse. And mm-hmm. this was actually a bit of a twist and an interesting yeah. surprise to the episode. I didn't episode. see this coming. Did not see this coming was, at all. I was happy. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. Live- Plus, the guy who was doing it, mm-hmm. he was in Crossing Jordan. And I loved him in Crossing Jordan. So, yes. So, extra bonus. Extra bonus. Crossing Jordan actor dude is got Livewire tied up to a chair and he's draining her electricity. Mm-hmm. So we cut from that to the DEO, and Supergirl walks in and says, sorry, I'm late. What did I miss? And Wynn says, awkward silence, which that was pretty funny. Because mm-hmm. it was Wynn. It was Wynn, exactly. And they're reviewing the footage of 
Livewire being sprung from jail. And what we realize is that Livewire wasn't sprung. She was actually kidnapped. The guard and the prisoner that the guard released storm into her cell and like knock her out, throw a bag over her head and drag her out of there. And so now they're trying to figure out where is Livewire. And Hank asks Wynn where he is on figuring out where she is. Because he, he says, should have it already. Yeah, because, because county computer, I can find exactly. things instantly. And he says, I'm having a little bit of difficulty isolating her energy signature. And Hank's like, well, all right, you know, tell me when you find something out. But what we find out is that he actually knows, and he lied about finding Livewire, and he walks around the corner, and he calls Jimmy, and he's like, hey, I know where Livewire is. Let's go so show Supergirl what we can do. And the way he did it, it was like a naughty little child. Totally. It was like when you walk into the kitchen and you see your child in the corner stuffing cookies into their mouths. Yes, it was so sad. It's exactly what it was. And it was was amusing Mm -hmm. and utterly stupid. Mm -hmm. Amusing (laughs) and utterly stupid. And Monel, I guess Party Boy has a little bit of a brain because he's like, hmm, usually when typey types and he knows right away, but he doesn't this time. Something's kind of weird. Right. So, so he, he follows on. Yep, he's on to it. And from there, we switch over to Hank mind-melding with McGann. He's decided to do this. And this was a pretty uh, interesting scene, another good scene. Um, we're essentially inside McGann's brain, and we're seeing the Martian concentration camp. And McGann is just kneeling there, and she says, this is where it happens. And uh, she sees Hank, and she says, run, run, Green. They'll kill you if they find you here. I set the fire. I killed the guards. They'll find me. They'll kill me. That's all right. I deserve it. So she's she's ready to die, and she's clearly traumatized by this whole experience. And her and Hank basically have a little pep talk together. Oh, and Hank gives her a pep. Yeah, talk. Yeah, Hank gives her a pep talk, <laughs> and and she says, uh, "I wanted to be your friend." And she says, "You know, I I could make you feel less alone." And it was a really, it, it was, was sweet. It was, it was a good scene. Yeah. I think it was a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. It was well done. And this is where Hank comes around and decides he's going to forgive her. And and you say he gives it up easy. And in a way he does. But I feel like because of how it happened, because he's in her brain, he sees her anguish at what was happening. She tells the story of um, saving this little kid that they wanted her to kill. Um, you know, he decides maybe I should, you know. Forgive her. Forgive her. And he does. And they're friends now, and they come out of her brain trance, and that's the end of that scene. And we're back to the Randall Warehouse, which we now can see from a sign is actually the National City Power Company. And Crossing Jordan Scientist Man is still draining uh, Livewire, and he's essentially making Livewire super soldiers, taking yeah. people and electrically charging them. I mean, I don't know how and the science works. The woman that got sprung from the prison, along with Livewire, she looks like Livewire now. Yeah. Now, did they do that on purpose? I think so. I think so. Okay. I'm not. It's not really clear. What we figure out is that Crossing Jordan Scientist Man has a plan, and the plan is to turn people into super soldiers using Livewire's energy and sell that tech to the military, mm-hmm. <laughs> which... Hey, why not? I mean, you know, sure. military would probably buy it no matter where it comes from. And this part was really stupid. Livewire's like, I'm going to sue you, and then I'm going to kill you. It was dumb. It was just stupid. Yeah, her villain talk was low bar yeah. tonight. And why would you, how could you even sue someone over this? Come on. Just kill him. It was supposed to be a funny quip, but it was. It wasn't. It was yeah, stupid. it ended up being dumb. 
And then Guardian shows up and uh, he starts to fight. And and this is kind of amusing. This is this is where things were funny because yeah. she asks, "Who are you?" He says, "I'm the Guardian." She says, "Where's Supergirl?" And uh, and he says something I don't remember what, but she says, "Great, I'm scorned." Mm-hmm. And that that I like. That line was really good. So Jimmy's kind of getting his butt kicked, and then Monel shows up, and then the scientist guy says, "The thing about scientists is we test ourselves first, and we find out he's got the electric juju too, and he traps both Monel and." guardian Mm -hmm. and he's got him in some weird power cuffs and we cut to the deo now win is still in his van (laughs) down by the river down by the river (laughs) (laughs) but he's radioing to supergirl and he't like uh remember when I told you I didn't know did where he say like hey girlfriend or something I don't like remember that? Say, what? it was it was like I did something really bad basically I ate all the cookies now uh-huh. I need your help because I'm gonna puke all over the place Ugh. you know he said he tells her that they actually knew where Livewire was and both Monel and Jimmy might are kind of be might hostages. kind of be captured yeah <laughs> so uh we we're back to to the the power company again and of course the boys are trapped and Monel tries to break, break out of these cuffs but they shock him so we can't break out of them and then supergirl shows up and fight the slow-mo fight scene was really dumb mm-hmm. i didn't like it at all yeah, i thought it was really boring yeah i'd rather see xander cage doing that <laughs> <laughs> different movie mm-hmm. um and Supergirl frees Livewire. So she's going to rescue Livewire now because Livewire is the victim here in this situation. And and see, this is... If, if it's your nemesis, you never free them. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I if agree. If you have your nemesis trapped, you keep them trapped forever. And here again is the, the incongruous nature of things, right? Because she's willing to spring out uh, Livewire... And work with her. Mm-hmm. The enemies of my enemy is my friend. That's fine. And then let her go. Mm-hmm. But she's not willing to let Jimmy be guardian yeah. and accept that. Right? Like, these two things don't line up. But, you know, she has superpowers now, so. Whatever. Livewire does. Yeah. Or and Jimmy doesn't. The reason she agrees to let Livewire go is because Livewire wanted to kill the scientist dude. And she didn't, Supergirl didn't want her to kill him. Which, I mean, that's a reasonable thing for Supergirl sure. to girl. That's that's consistent, at least. But, um, you know, she essentially agrees to let Livewire escape and to not come after her as long as she doesn't kill the guy. So that's what she does. She lets her go. And then we're back at the DEO, where Hank is being grumpy Hank, yelling at Wynn, rightfully so. (laughs) (laughs) And Hank, at least, understands that Jimmy and and Wynn are going to do what they do. And he, after yelling at Wynn, he's, you know, go back to pushing your buttons. And he says, you know, you and Mr. Olsen are a pretty impressive team. Reckless, but impressive. Mm -hmm. Why can't Supergirl see this? (sighs) I don't know. I mean... I, I better not come to hate her. And it sucks, too, because Melissa Benoist plays this character fabulously. Yes. But the writing for this character not has fabulous. not been great this season. Has mm-hmm. just not been... It's 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 lost something in the transition from, what was it, NBC, wherever, ABC, wherever it came from, over to the CW. And again, I don't know if it's a whole new writing team or not, whatever the situation is. Um, it's just but not... But a lot of times, too, the sophomore year... You know, isn't as good as the yeah, freshman. That's true. That's so, true. So I mean, maybe next year, even with the same team, it'll be way better. I'm hoping so. So anyway, the best part of the show <laughs> is the resolution of the bet. 
And and I didn't catch this when they were back in the cell way at the beginning of the episode when Alex and Maggie were making the bet. But apparently uh, Maggie's side of the bet was that Supergirl would let Livewire go. And in doing so, Alex now has to try the vegan ice cream. <laughs> it was just cute. And how and yeah. when the three of them were standing up there, it was Supergirl, Alex, and Maggie. And it just watch their body language, mainly the supergirls. She has she has the superhero po- hero pose. Her legs are spread, mm-hmm. you know, she's, she's like hands there. on her hips. Exactly. Solid presence. Um, and I I like that. Mm-hmm. And the body language between Alex and Maggie is really it's, fantastic. It's perfect. Yeah, it is really it's perfect. Flawless. Mm-hmm. The I mean, these two look like two uh, people in love with the way they look at each other, with the way they are in proximity to each other, and the mm-hmm. way they interact. This is the gem of the show right now, and it's and it's and it's a little disappointing that this is stealing the show from Supergirl, but it is also my favorite thing, and I hope it gets better and better because it's really fantastic. Anyway, after that little bit, we have Jimmy and Supergirl now talking again. And and it's basically more of the same discussion they had before, which is Jimmy saying, you know, we're going to do this. And Supergirl saying, I don't agree with you doing this and I'm not going to support it. And I'm not going to work with you. Yeah. And now they're frosty. So she's not working with him. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, she can't even like be there to help him if something happens. Right. Now, to, to be fair... There is a little bit here that I just remembered that that we've got to bring up because what Jimmy, she offered to work together, but her condition was essentially that Jimmy would only go out with her. Yeah. And that wasn't acceptable to him, which I agree with. Yeah. So she made an offer, but it was a conditional offer. Mm -hmm. Um, And the issue is that he wants and deserves the freedom to make his own choices and go out and risk his own neck and possibly get shot by some drum, drug dealer or whatever. Or die, and, yeah. whatever. That's his choice. That's his choice. And and one of the things that he says is that, you know, I feel more like me than I ever did as Jimmy Olsen. And he has this whole little thing about, you know, being Superman's shadow and trying to, to make the world a better place through what he does with, you know, his non-existent photojournalism <laughs> sitting behind Kat's desk or whatever. Yeah. And none of it was ever enough. But this Guardian thing, this is what it is. And, and this is what he's going to do. And that's, you know, that's basically it. There, there, there's a breach in between these people. It, it still doesn't work for me because she's willing to let her sister go out and do all kinds of crazy, dangerous things, but she's not going to let Jimmy go out and do crazy, dangerous things because he wants to make the world a better place. Doesn't line up, doesn't add up, don't like it. Mm-hmm. And then we have a scene with Hank and McGann. This is like everything's being wrapped up. All the, all yeah, the loose ends are being tied up. This episode should have been right. the previous one. Mm-hmm. And they should have just cut the previous one and <laughs> got rid of it. <laughs> And and they have a, a you know another friendly discussion. Uh, McGann asks, you know, how long, you know, do I need to be here, like in the hospital bed? And and Hank says a couple days, and then she's like, and then back to my cell. And he says, no, you know, I'm gonna let you go, which is the right thing for him to do. And and this is when McGann tells him that she knows what happened to her. It was a psychic attack, and her people, the White Martians, now know where she is. And they're coming. And they're for coming her. for her. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. So, so we wrap up a bunch of stuff, and we get new stuff for next week, yeah. including what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. too, which will be coming next week. Yeah. So or the week after, that. <laughs> or the week after that, or the week after that. The last scene of the show is at Supergirl's apartment, 
and uh, she's walking up to her door to to go in, and Monel's waiting there. Did you notice the area outside of her apartment? Hmm. It was as beautiful as inside of an apartment. When you walk up the stairs, there's like a big chair, mm-hmm. looked super comfy. And then there's like a table across from her door. Yeah, now you mentioned it, I like did see that stuff. There's like flowers and a lamp. Mm-hmm. And then in the other corner, there's like this red slipper chair. I'm like, what? What kind of weirdo <laughs> apartment hallway is this? No, I mean, it's beautiful, this? but I mean, that's not a normal apartment hallway. Right, you, right. So that was, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's got a super swell apartment. I guess. I mean, you know, on a lowly reporter salary. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she is lifting and half a bag of that's money. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> that's, that's how she's supporting this. And I'm selling half the drugs on the side. Yeah. That could make it much more interesting. Supergirl, the drug dealer. <laughs> it's like Captain America, the Nazi, yeah. which is oh, what's going on yes. in the comics right now. But yep, that's a yep. whole nother thing. Yes. So they go in the apartment and they have a heart to heart and Monel confesses essentially that he likes her, likes her. He, he remembers the kids. Even though they don't say anything about, they don't actually... Say I love you. Say I love you. They don't even really say I like you. Mm-hmm. He says I care about you. They have this heart to heart. He remembers the kiss. She, you know. But he gets sappy. I mean, he's talking about her eyes and how yeah, blue they are, like comments, like comments and how it was okay if he died because he got to kiss her. Yeah, so, I mean, like clearly I mean, he's smitten yeah, with her. Yeah. So that it was obvious, even though we didn't say the L word. Um, but afterwards, I don't know how I feel about this. Tell me what you think, because afterwards, he basically says, "Okay, now I've told you." And you don't feel about me the same way I feel about you. So let's just forget this. And now we'll work together and be pals. Mm -hmm. And then he like awkwardly high fives her. Yeah. That was lame. It needed more or it needed less. Because it's like you. (laughs) And why doesn't Supergirl like him? You know why? You know, to me, it felt like it was going that way for her as well. They certainly seemed to be pushing it that way earlier in the season with, you know, exactly. like the couch scenes with them giggling with each other and that all this other stuff. That was last episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that exactly. annoyed the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, why suddenly, I mean, if she doesn't love him, she doesn't love him. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying she has to love him. But all the scenes before this, it seemed like she liked him a lot. And, you know, did, did she even, am I just thinking this? No, did no, she, they were putting it in no, that what I was direction. Say, did she say to Alex at one time, I like him? Am I not remembering Ooh, things correctly? I don't recall that. Maybe, okay, maybe I'm just like. It may or may not have happened. I don't know. But, I mean, that's where it seemed. And then all of a sudden, did he not wait long enough for her to say, you know, for her, like, to get into her brain to figure out what was going on and for her to say, I love you too. Or I, I, it just, it felt, it, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. It's, it's hard to, to come down and, and I agree with you in what you said that it's, there needed to be more or less in that scene with that big of a confession from him to just then essentially Say we're going to, okay, totally forget about this now. Like literally seconds after we just talked about it, mm-hmm. that was not enough of something after the after this this discussion. You know, and maybe the next episode they'll have more. I'm sure they will. Yeah, of course they will. You know, I don't know. I just, I didn't like how it ended. I didn't either. I didn't like how it ended at all. It just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Feelings. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, I guess that kind of sums up the whole season so far. 
and you're right, you know, second season, sometimes they're not that great. And I hope the third season gets back on its feet because I really, we keep saying this, mm-hmm. I really want to love this show and I love the first season of the show. And the actors are great. I yeah. mean, they really are. It's just the writing just... The writing's not working right now. Mm-mm. So sad. It is. So anyway, that's our impression of this episode. Let us know what you think. You can tweet me at Heniotis and Kim at K Heniotis. And of course, you can check out all kinds of other great podcasts and any other fan things you need to find. You just go check out purefandom.com. Join us next Wednesday where we'll talk about and hopefully enjoy Supergirl episode 11 of season two. I don't know, because if it goes to the, the same, you know, bad, good, bad, good, this is technically a good one. So next week, it might be bad. I mean, for me, this was too bad in a row, but... Yeah, we'll I, have to see. Hopefully not. Maybe maybe we're just being too crabby. Let us know if you think we are. Are I, we too crabby? Are we too crabby? <laughs> Bye.